Next time, get the Novocaine shot, uh-huh. and then come immediately to the show, so we get the the droopy no. face talk. The droopy face, yeah. Jeff. No, no. The boy, the beef, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. The Just beavis, like the Beavis and Butthead do America. We need yeah. to have the uh, we need to have the ketamine. Uh, uh, no, no, no. The Can secret of life, the secret of the universe, doesn't need to be revealed on this show. Be a good point. See, so he knew the answers. I then. still have yeah. those notes. Somewhere. I still have, I have those locked up. away, and apparently, I need another shot of ketamine to unlock them. That's right. Uh, good times. Good times. Oh yeah. Every time. Welcome to Geek Shock number five hundred twenty-one. I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Commander K. Zamboni Matt. And we're to talk Week and Geek. Why are you Zamboni Matt? Shut up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you see, you didn't listen, so you I missed I missed one week and suddenly everything. You missed changes. Raging Matt. You missed angry to the point of inarticulate. Oh yes. Oh, okay. That was hilarious. Actually. Yeah, I, it was I an have, anger stroke. I have not been able to uh listen anger to stroke. last week's podcast yeah. yet. Work decided to uh add a uh, event on a don't they know you have Geek Shock? Yeah. But they, they decided they? Give, to give, add give that. Me, like, give me their number. I will call them, and I'll give them a piece of my mind. Like the Friday before. So it's like, oh. How so would that go? I've got a two days Would you notice. call up as not the bard? Well. It would go not well. Would you call up as the bard? I need you to let Ace oh, Jeff go. Oh, hold on, hold on. I promise you. Wow. You're going to cut that out, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm cutting that out. Yeah, oh, really? Oh, damn it. <laughs> poor, poor. I would like to give the award for earliest edit in the show, too. <laughs> wow. It's funny. There's enough shock monkeys that already know where I work, and you just keep making it worse, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Besides, I messed up. This is episode 528, not 521. So oh, well. Oh. we start over from scratch? No. Nope. I'm oh. just going to edit that shit I right have to out. tell my story later. <laughs> That's right. It was getting too good. I had to start it, Ken. Yeah. Okay, sorry. sorry. Let me, let me. Jeff, oh, I can't even. Jeff's place of employment. <laughs> That's safe. That's safer. Go, on, go ahead. <laughs> yes, I need you to see cl- clear to let 80s Jeff work tonight and not work. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fucked. It's absolutely fucked. <laughs> what was that about? Not oh, wait. Let me over? start over. <laughs> Maybe we should start over, but I'm not because. That's just gold. <laughs> that that would be funny. You, I need you to let Jeff. You, you know what? Okay, good. hold on a That's second. Pretty good. That is you pretty just, good. You just keep. <laughs> no, no, let me start. No, I need you to make sure Jeff works all night. Wait a second. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> I need you to make sure that Jeff gets extra side work tonight. No, that's not what I meant at all. Geek shock, the blooper reel. (laughs) Jeff getting off work, the blooper reel. (laughs) Yikes. So, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Gosh. um, I put together Gosh, golly. Whoa, you ahead. put together. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait. I was gonna say, if Matt actually had something, I have to yield. The not, floor. not only that, but his first <laughs> words was, I, I, "I put together." Oh. I am, I am bated breath, sir. You put together. I what? built my tech priest engine seer that you got me for my birthday last year. Get out! You yes. built a work 
camera thing. No, seriously, from get last out. last year. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> 80s Jeff said I have to get out, so. No, wait, that's not what I meant. No, get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> so you put together a tech priest, mm-hmm. all model, no paint. That's still, correct. Still that's correct. basic gray. Baby steps. Yes. Baby steps. That's exactly it. Ba- baby steps. Cab straight. <laughs> baby steps to the paint can. Baby steps to the super glue. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Director Matt. That's right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, what were you saying? No, I'm just concurring <laughs> with your baby steps theory of modeling. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. By this, don't don't take the whole thing at once. Little bits here and there, and chip at it as you're feeling inspired. I woke because up it, because it's not work. It's right. for it's, enjoyment. It's That's true. You're right. And at this rate, you guys will be playing Warhammer for social security checks. That's right. <laughs> Lay it down. Save, <laughs> save versus heart attack. Four plus. <laughs> and every time, every time Todd wins, he just walks away shuffling, and everyone, what's the matter, Todd? And he's like, well, I earned a lot more. <laughs> Than Matt did ever, so when I win, it isn't quite the same victory. But I get an extra pudding cup. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my old oh, age, I'll, I'll sound like that in my old that's, age, That's by true. The way. You guys, you won't be playing for Social Security. You'll be playing for, you know, trading your bennies yes. and uh, pudding. Yeah. <laughs> I got a free senior coffee at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and an extra Xanax. No, it's Taco Bell. Well, that's the only the thing he- around. Oh yeah, oh. all restaurants are Taco yeah. Bell. That's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That way, right. Thank you. Thank oh. you that's much. when Matt licks Torgo's ass at Warhammer. I, I <laughs> did a lot of hobby in this week. <laughs> yeah, the Kit's looking at Matt. Kit's agreeing. <laughs> Met, <laughs> meowing. Met his match and kicked his ass. <laughs> Met his match, kicked his ass. Met so you were match, saying you did a lot of. I did a lot of hobby stuff this week, not for myself. Oh. But, oh. But, uh, you learned power I'm, swords. Yes, I've painted my first power swords. I'm very proud of them. Lightning based, plasma based, and oh, they're gorgeous. I'm yeah, very happy. Very nice. So I did that 17 times over on. Before I was done with all of them, you painted those custodes that were bought. Yeah, Is that what happened. Oh, yeah, okay. so now the custodes are almost done. Now it's just basing and a few details that I missed here and there. So almost done. In fact, we're now negotiating because he has more army for me to paint. So now we're negotiating what that's going to cost. So Matt, for fuck's sake, just pay him to paint your army. No, so I will do it start. myself. Oh Jesus! I will do it myself. Oh God! In about ten years, right? I no. <laughs> I'm getting the itch to paint. Are you? Oh, okay. Well, find your inspiration okay. and just let it lead you there. That's right. Now, on the other side, <laughs> two yes. broke geeks, Matt. I'm working on his Enterprise C. Oh, it's ah. it's been coming along swimmingly. It's it's all glossed, ready to go with decals. Here's the thing with that particular model of Enterprise C. The Ambassador class. It is known. It's the one twenty five. It's the one twenty five hundred scale. Right. It is known to come with absolutely horrendous decals. Really? Yes. Decals. Or yes, decals <laughs> to decals. the Canadian and the British. Wow, really? They really do say that? Yeah, they, they do. do. It, it, it's weird, but we <laughs> accept Jesus. them for it. Yeah, it's it's tough to watch YouTube videos of people doing model building sometimes. It's not you mean too- it's correct for the English language originated from, decals? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. It's 2v1. It just sounds awful. 2v1? That's correct. Canada, British versus 
U.S. You mean three hundred twenty-five million to four and a half? Uh, then that's that not case, my <laughs> fault that you let in everybody. <laughs> but Matt, I was watching this. This wow, wow. Second edit of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was. You were saying? Yes, I was watching a <laughs> hobby video uh, that was all in German, and the German guy was saying decals. So I guess it's two two now. Oh snap! Do they only want to side with the Germans, though. In this case, yes. Yeah, oh, sure. They also call They're it right. basil, which drives me absolutely insane. Basil, basil. I say it basil. Well, you said oh, it the, right. Then you mean the herb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a herb. Yeah. So <laughs> has a lot of vitamins. In all my research, I have been aluminium. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> I have been av- not avoiding going to this, but I've been uh, not looking forward to these decals. Hoping they'll oh, be wonderful, boy. but expecting they might not be. Decals suck whether they're good or not. Uh, they are yeah. fiddly. They are super fiddly, and this model has a lot of them and two massive ones that covers both. One that covers the whole top of the saucer, and one that covers the whole bottom of the saucer. Massive decals. And what is it like? The windows, like the? No, it's the whole coloring. It's the Enterprise C. It's super colorful. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so my plan was I was going to cut those up into like pie shapes and use those and put those together that way. But a lot easier to deal with in the big massive circle. Well, I go to water slide the first one onto the back of the nacelle, and it crumbles like shattered glass. What? It's it's just brittle it's old and they're just bad decals i did did you tell matt before this episode drops yes okay yeah i've discussed it with him <laughs> so and i said and i told him don't worry uh there are third parties out there that sell more uh modern variations of these and i'll just buy those they're not that expensive they're usually under 10 bucks decals.com sure right? yeah. yeah i think that's it dot com <laughs> and Apparently, they're not as prolific as they used to be because, well, modeling is not the hobby that it used to be. So people True. are getting out of the business. And the one company that does sell it are sold out and don't expect to get any more. Nice. Ooh. So now I have two options to save this enterprise. The first one... Hand paint? Is, that's, that's the last option. Oh, that's the last because, option? Only because as pain in the ass as decals are on a model... Right. They look fantastic on a model when they are done properly. More better than sure. any paint job you could do. That is true. So I want this to be the most professional looking thing when I send it back. There is a decal bonder out there. There's one from Testers and there's one from uh, Micro Solutions, in which you paint on it and basically creates another layer of that the, the holder. Mm-hmm. So when you water slide them off, that they would hopefully stay together. Uh, it creates for a longer and harder, you're welcome, um, <laughs> decaling of the model, but Bigger. it might be the only solution. And if nothing else, it might at least save the smaller ones. I might have to let the big ones go on this wow. one because they might not be able to survive even something like that. Did you cut the big ones? Uh, not yet. Oh, good. So it's longer, harder, and uncut. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah, Isn't there like some kind of a trick with clear nail polish also that you can do with the decals? If you're, if you're like, it's something like you coat the actual decal before you water slide it in order to it's what, make sure that it sticks together. All or this bonding like that. is ba- basically vinyl, but you don't want it to be too thick because you still need that to lay down onto the model itself. No, I mean like while it's still on the on the paper. 
before yes, you slide it off. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. The if you're using these solutions that are made for it, it creates a thin bond over the top to keep it all together. Okay. If you use a heavy varnish like nail polish, they'll stick together, but they're not going to set on the model. I see. And well, at least not look good. Theoretically. Wow. So yeah, so I, I've hit this wall. It's it's going to be a rough go. I, and I told him, worst comes to worst, I'll paint the whole thing. But I want to use as much decaling as possible. What year is that model? Uh, I believe it's 2006. Mm. Yeah. So that Babylon 5 station you have, that's going to be in rough shape. Yeah. yeah. But I'll already have the decal bonder to deal with it at this point. <laughs> if that's necessary. Uh, yeah, decals just do not survive over time. And I've got models in my closet from the 80s. That I've gotten from eBay, which I know they're those decals are in just that horrible shape. I've got a original seventies um, Tie Fighter. Oh, nice! So wow. I put together yet? <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if you need some decal bonder. <laughs> He's probably going to. So that's what I did, and I went down a little rabbit hole of vintage board games, nice. which has been very enjoyable. Classic non-hobby board games from the uh, 50s on up through the 80s and early 90s. Things like Slime Monster from 1977, which Mattel put out. You know the, you know the slime? Mm-hmm. That they, and they use that in their Masters of the Universe thing. It's just buckets of slime and with worms in it sometimes. Buckets of slime. Well, they made a board game with uh, the Slime Monster, this two-legged plastic toy that goes over the board. You pour the slime in its head, and it slowly drips out of the monster as you're moving it across the board while every, while you are playing the dudes trying to kill the slime monster. So you have to get across the board, across the city, to get a landmine, then bring it over to the monster, and then explode him that way. All the while making a slimy mess all over the board and table. It's glorious. But just going through old board games that I, I I like old sometimes bad board games. If you have uh, this, this thoughtful look, hey. No, I, I'm sorry, you were talking about the slime monster. Yes. and blowing them up into bits. And I thought of the movie The Blob, where they're like, "We can't blow them up. It'll, It'll just, just bo- make a whole bunch of little ones." Yeah. And then I visualized the end of the movie when they drop the frozen blob in the Arctic. Okay. Or, or the Antarctic, and then I I thought about. The current weather situation, and I'm like, sequel. It's thawing out. Everyone knows right the blob now. is the thing. Next. <laughs> wow. I was just like, oh my god, it, it's it's all the, coming the together. The 80s version of that movie is glorious. I haven't watched the 80s version. The of blob, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty bad. <sighs> but unique killing. Like yeah, I mean it's. Scenes and- it's it's fun in one of those bad movie kind of ways. It's, oh well. It's it's an MSTable <laughs> movie. So what else you do this week, guys? I mean, you we got some hobbying done, Matt. Yep. What you guys do? Huh? 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 Well, you're getting paid for it now, so you can't call. But I'm not. Yeah, really. I'm not. I mean, we taught Jeff that lesson the hard way. (laughs) So (laughs) I've been. You've been what? I've been busy. Busy what? Well, this this uh, this job. Good. So I come home tired, and it's a part time job, and. I come home exhausted. I can barely work on my other projects. It really sucks. There's a geeky project that I've been working on and want to continue working on, and I haven't been able to. That's frustrating me. So I just sort of like, Arr. I mean, Jake put on the, the pressure for me to continue the Star Trek story. I haven't even been able to do that. Mm. Uh-huh. Dang it. So, you know, the adventures of uh, Kirk. Kish- Kish- 
Kirsten the Andorian and Jeff the Ensign on the uh, Torgo the janitor on the USS <laughs> Geek Shock. Is it Geek Shock or is it the no? It's the Shock Monkey. Shock Monkey. The yes. ISS Shock Monkey. ISS. That's right. It's the Empire. So, so stuff to do, and I haven't been. Oh, I did one geeky thing. What's that? There you go. I literally, honest to God, had a dream about filming a Superman and Wonder Woman versus Shazam fight scene. Okay. Where Shazam is out of control, and he's kicking everyone's ass, and Superman is trying to talk Power Girl into participating, but she's having this ennui conflict of this weird thing where she doesn't feel like fighting's right and... And it was really, really bizarrely weird. So, and I, so we were directing actors on wires, or were you actually directing the superheroes? I was directing the superheroes. I love this so much. <clears throat> it was just just totally bizarre. See, it would be so much easier. Filming would be easier if we just filmed the superheroes yeah, instead of this green screen yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to get those those Hollywood actors in there. Ugh, See, I'd so. have been like, Power Girl, move your top. All right, perfect. Now get in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt you, is on fire. You too. <laughs> Yeah, he is sexist, racist. He's covering it all. No, I said light mat on fire. That's what. Oh, I, I said. Oh. <laughs> um, it's your dream, man. I'm just saying. That. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. I turn around and Power Girl's naked, and I see Matt on the side. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. About that. Uh-huh. I did some script rewrites. <laughs> <laughs> rewrites. That's some goddamn meta shit. You have a dream. Matt comes in and directs your dream, yeah. and you're directing superheroes. And he does. And he does executive interference. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Titty cell. That's right. Yes, but what about second titty? But uh, yeah, <clears throat> it was it was it was weird. It was really a weird dream. And then the non geeky sounds like a fun dream. <clears throat> it was. It was. It was very. It was almost sad to wake up from that. And then there was the, uh, I had a, a massive leg cramp, like a massive, tote. my calf was ready to snap my leg cramp, and it brought Sorry, me out of sleep just... in sleep paralysis. Oh. So I was still in sleep paralysis. I was sleeping on my arm, and I'm like, got my arm over my head, and I'm lying there, and I just wake up, and I'm like, just stuck there oh my god and it was so and it's funny because cramps are painful enough but when you can't start stretching and pulling them right away it's even worse and it was just hell it was oh my god i get those all the time uh it's like one of the side effects of uh, blood pressure medication and it sucks. I mean, it only happens like every, like once every couple of months, but yeah. it happens often enough that like when it happens, you're like, oh, hello, my old friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, and glad, it's, I'm glad I'm not on your blood pressure medication. Man. Oh, my God. It's always in the, it's always at night, too. You're always in bed and it just spraying right in the middle yep. of sleeping. Well, me, it, it happens like right as I'm starting to wake up, like when I, it's like my normal wake up time. And I'll be like, that's give pretty a little awesome. cramp for you. Yeah. Oh man, it's just terrible. Well, part so. of it's it's because some of my medications are diuretics, and uh. you're supposed to drink like 
at least they says said take with food or take with at least two a uh, one glass of water. And my doctor was like, you should probably drink at least a couple glasses of water with that. In fact, make it two gallons. Get it. Get but if it right. you have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and then it's like, oh yeah, there's all the uh, yeah. Mine, mine the dehydration. Uh, mine works through uh, manipulating potassium levels. Yep. So and and low potassium. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny. I'm getting people when I wrote that on Facebook who are like, need to check your magnesium, check your potassium. Nope. And it's just like, actually, you can't. You can't. You really shouldn't take potassium while you're on this med. And uh, it, it's actually, it's dehydration. I, it really is. I drink too much fucking soda. And I don't drink nearly enough water. I really don't. And I need to, I need to start changing that because it's just, it's insane. You'd Water's be surprised good. how you feel once you start drinking a ton of water. Yep. Do what I do, okay. okay? Drink your Coke and then fill it with water and then fill it with water again. It's an iced tea. If you're going to talk to me about this, go oh, ahead. Okay. Iced tea no. is also a diuretic. Caffeine. That's fine. Yeah. We'll have some caffeine, Jeff. It'll take care of all our problems. <laughs> I'm just having this now, but I drink oh, a ton oh, just of water. Yeah. I drink I a ton of water. And then mm-hmm. see you fill that with water. I was going what I'm to, saying but is reuse your I, I have a feel. I just I don't know. I don't think now the person wants now, me to go over there and get some water. Now he's going to. He's just going to get <laughs> get all up in my face and grab one of my sodas and put it in there. Like, <laughs> I yeah. was thinking about it. <laughs> I'll teach you. <clears throat> Give me yeah. that Coke Zero. Yeah, I no. I just never mind the fact that you know because it's Coke Cherry Zero. It's so fucking expensive because it doesn't come into two liters. I just ugh, ugh. Life's terrible. Then I had a <clears throat> had a dinner at Francine and Jerry's. Francine and Jerry got a new dog, oh. uh, and it was really kind of fucking hilarious because they got the dog a couple hours before me and Vernon got there. Oh God! So the dog got an introduction to the Francine and Jerry house on top of the four other dogs. <clears throat> Shitface Vernon. So, which gets loud and, you know, partying. So, so. What'd they name this one? John average Marshall, Everyday Vernon. Cisco. Right? Cisco. Shit face Vernon equals Average Everyday Vernon, right? Uh, actually, this shit face Vernon was so shit face. Oh. Oh, no. He actually passed out on the couch. Oh, no. Because uh, he, he, he had a lot. <clears throat> he had a lot. And so, he just threw himself on the couch and it was really funny. Uh, we took some pictures because there was one hilarious picture where he's curled up on the couch and he's like, his face is buried in the back of the couch. And Kira, one of the dogs, actually, she'll get, she's one of the ones that'll sit on the back of the couch. And she got on the couch and she's sitting on the back of the couch just looking down at him. Passing judgment. And Well, actually, there was this air of concern. Like, is he going to be okay? Yeah. Is, did he die in my spot? You know, and it was, it, we got a picture of that. It was so damn funny. Uh, uh, Vernon was so faced, he left his phone here when he left. Um, it was just... And, oh, and that was another hilarious one. You know, Professor Biggs, he uh, he's really keyed into the Faces book, and uh, you know, you post something, he he'll he'll like it, and uh, like instantly. Yes, exactly. I think, in fact, I think he's got an app that like likes anything you post. You know, before he even looks at it or something. But it was so hilarious because Vernon left his phone, so he can't text me. 
to tell me he left his phone. So he messaged me on Facebook, but he also knows that I don't get Facebook messages. So he went on my wall and he posted, hey man, oh, I forget exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of, um, I, I left something at your place last night. Make sure to give me a call when you see this. And Steve likes it. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, man, I already responded, blah, blah, blah. And underneath my comment is like, really, Biggs? You had to like this? What? what, what, what? <laughs> it is kind of weird, though, with Facebook and Twitter. When someone puts something up that's kind of like bad news, like, oh, my dog's really sick and I just took him to the vet. And I'm like, do I like that? Do I, yeah, I know. hit the I know. heart? I, is there yeah. another option? People I can accept take? the yes, heart. There's, there's a sad face emoji. Not in, not in Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, that's, not on Twitter, that's an no. emoji, too. you got to put extra effort in that. He's talking about the minimal commitment. I want touch the minimal. Of, you know, just, I want a minimal. Well, no, I don't have to do your anything. Dog. You don't have to do I anything. Want, I want you to know that I read about your dog, and I feel for you, but just that yeah. much. Unless no, like, you're Matt, then well, you're just like, meh. On thumbs Facebook, thumbs you push thumbs and hold the like, <laughs> and it I, gives you all those. I know that, Jeff. But Twitter, no, there's no. Don't need goddamn Twitter. Yeah, no, just go through all the trouble. And, you know, uh, symbol, colon, sad. Oh, wait, no, no. Symbol. Symbol. Um, semicolon. Hi, and then uh, apostrophe. Oh. And no, um, uh, uh, no, uh, underscore, no, uh, I don't know. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Man, remember. Wow. Rem- it, God, someday we're going to be able to give kids those speeches. You know, it's like, you know how much effort you had to put in making an emoticon? <laughs> a what? <laughs> oh, and uh, to top it all off, Vernon and I aged considerably watching fail videos because at one point we watched stupid men on the street questions like Jay Leno going out okay. and asking people basic questions. Sure. <clears throat> And they're asking a whole bunch of college kids. They're showing, who is this politician? And they put up so many damn college kids who had, who could not identify Ronald Reagan. No. And I just turned and I was like, you feeling old yet, Vernon? And he just visibly slumped. It was, <laughs> it was horrible. We could feel the life <laughs> leeching out of us. So, Jeff, you've been gone. Yes. It's been two weeks. What geeky thing you do? So, Which uh, one thing? Just one thing? No, I'm kidding. No, I agree with him. One thing. Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. He did one thing. But it it lasted all week. (laughs) Uh, I started watching um, the War of the Worlds uh, series that's on epics we talked about. That's the one that's set in the modern day, but it's not using the... The tripod storyline, like it's 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 an alien invasion. So it's not War of the Worlds. It's, it's just, just War of the Worlds in name, right? It's it's generic alien invasion that we've bought the name War of the Worlds to put on. Yeah, uh, it's not bad so far. It's got a pretty decent cast. Um, so uh, I, it's I'm only like three episodes in on that one. So I'm interested to see where it goes. The other one I'm finding really fascinating is another documentary that started called Slow Burn. It's based on a podcast about okay. Watergate. And it's a really fascinating deep dive into the whole Watergate scandal. Like, it's that basically, like, the, the tagline is the beginning is like, you know the story, you don't know all the details. And they go really deep into all the different things that happened during the Watergate scandal and all the different people that were involved, people that that 
tried to blow the whistle like early on and were uh, ignored, shunned, discredited, <laughs> even though they were telling the truth. And Ooh, then you don't nice. find out later on till uh, Woodward and Bernstein break the the bigger picture story. So the so the, 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 time those folks. The, the whole anti left argument of I understand the necessity of what Deep Throat did. I just didn't like the way he did it. He could have reported it to the proper authorities. He didn't have to go to the press. Well, that's, and that's obviously... That is the thing. Like, you know, Whistleblowers in general, and I'm not going to get political on this because it, it spans... Whistleblowing <laughs> expands much beyond politics. Whistleblowers are often shunned and tried to be... And, and, and fairly often discredited for doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they do that arbitrarily. Most of the time, they try to follow the proper process for lodging a complaint, saying, hey, talk to the supervisor. Something's not right here, and I think it's something we need to look at. And they're often ignored. And so being a whistleblower either to the press or to a third party is usually the final step in the process <clears throat> versus, right. you know, right. they just they just automatically yeah, jump to that. So yeah. that's and that's one of the things they it's kind a, of bring up in it, this. It's a bullshit um, anti-argument. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's one of the things they kind of bring up in this um, in this documentary is that there weren't it wasn't just Deep Throat. There were several other individuals and groups that tried to bring up, say, hey, something nefarious is going on here. And it needs to be looked at and we're all ignored basically as so. opposed to now when everyone's like hey you know something nefarious is going on ah. <laughs> well man this cool's my own party yeah really but anyway and then um shoot i had a third thing and now i'm totally blanking out there is no third next. thing there is nothing no third thing wait, wait, wait uh, what was the first thing the War of the Worlds. Oh, uh, War of the Worlds. Okay. Yeah, you were, uh, you were No, no, I heard it. I just... Because there's, there's... As soon as he said no tripods, I zoned out. The one that is set in the time period of the actual book is supposed to come out like later this year. Like That's the, the BBC that one, right? Yeah. should be That's that one, cool. When I watched the Doctor Who season finale um, on Sunday... Snore. I, I said no third thing. They, uh, <laughs> they referenced it. You they referenced me. that it was you coming up later Doctor this year. They referenced Snore. like Doctor Who was like, and then there Snore. was well, it's BBC the America. tripods from Mars. In the commercials, they referenced upcoming series that were going to be later this year. Oh, and that okay. was one of them. So Doctor Who was one of them. No, the oh. the new the other the other War of the Worlds. I think Dr. there's Snore. three of them all together. Three of the world. Three wars of the world. Yeah. Doctor do, Snore. Do we have even enough worlds? Wow. To speak yeah. to Jeff's point. I heard a weird story. Weird story how? So this person I'm working with is like, so, uh, okay, I guess your your politics, I haven't heard them, but I'm kind of guessing you're probably like anti-Nixon. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> most of the world. Well, I don't, I mean, it's maybe. Is that I don't, still a thing? I don't hate the man, but, you know, I didn't like, you know, what he did as president. I don't know. Well, there's this thing, Rich Little is in this off-Broadway play. And it's a play about the conspiracy against him to get him out of office. And I'm like, uh-huh. And she was talking about all these local little Vegas personages who are performing in this play that is essentially a kind of 
historical rewrite so- <laughs> Soros conspiracy version <laughs> of uh, what happened to Nixon. Nixon was innocent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were, you know, they were going after him and uh, how uh, how how the 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 whole thing because because it's it, it's written by someone who knew a lot of insiders and talked to a lot of insiders who were in there. And actually, a part of things, and so you got a whole lot of and and just just started talk to Bob Lazar, and it was really <laughs> funny because it was uh, Kissinger was like, "This is what actually happened." Oh my God, dude! Kissinger wasn't even mentioned. It was just like <laughs> it was weird. It was so. I thought so you were going with this is what's happening to Trump now. I thought that's where you're going. Well, with it's really funny because this person was like, "I hate all politicians." It's not like I'm Republican or Democrat because I hate all politicians. It's just they're all liars and corrupt and everything. But you know, it's just the. Uh, I mean, with with Nixon, it was about the globalists going after him, and I'm like, oh, oh god. And, and then she's like, I mean, you know, Soros. He's bankrupted how many economies <laughs> now? You know what Soros has done, and I'm like, oh. Wow. Is it a play based on all those things that have been repeatedly debunked? Uh, it's based on a book, and she told me the title okay. and the author name, and I can't even think of it. But um, they're working on a new play about the alleged moon landing. Oh my ah. god, dude, <laughs> dude, you know, which it's is just, another geeky thing. I watch. If you've ever seen, you uh, watch the moon. A no, no, thing. no. There's fourth a thing. there's a movie called Capricorn One. Yeah. I, I, I in the Mars landing. Yeah. I hadn't seen that in probably at least 20 years and it was on HBO on Sunday afternoon. So I watched that, uh, Capricorn one. So it's supposed to take place right after the Apollo program. And it is using a lot of the Apollo era technology to land the first humans on Mars. Okay. So that's the plot. Now, what actually happens is moments before the rocket is supposed to launch for Mars, a crew comes in and takes the astronauts out of the capsule and says, you got to come with us right now, right now. I don't have time to explain. And they take them to a facility, something like 300 miles outside Houston, where they are explained to that less than three weeks before the launch, they discovered that the life support system on the capsule was going to fail three weeks into the mission. Ah, Apollo 13. No, not really. No. So in order to maintain... uh, You two haven't seen Capricorn 1? No, I didn't know it existed until this moment. You're shitting me. Yeah, it's from the late 70s, right? Yeah. 70... uh, James Brolin. Yep. Uh, What's his name? Sam Waterston. Uh, Yeah. Um, Usually does comedy. O.J. Simpson. Uh, no, the uh, the uh, <laughs> Hal Holbrook, Jace Simpson does. I'm, I'm maybe uh, Elliot Gould. Heard, oh yeah, Elliot oh, Gould is Elliot in there Gould. too. Elliot Gould's the reporter who breaks. I heard O.J. Simpson. So you, yep. Karen yep. Black. Yes, oh, O.J. Yeah, Simpson yeah, yeah. is one of the three astronauts. Karen Black, she's Karen awesome. Black is dude. In it. Yeah, no, it it was it was, it was Telly Savalas is in it. Yeah, in a bit part, which is amazing. It was one of those. It was one of those all star. You know, wow. Yeah, it's the Poseidon adventure, but space. Not so yeah, they basically. They discover that this life support system is going to fail during the trip to the moon, and it would kill the astronauts because the subcontractor uh, didn't design it properly, and they didn't discover it until until like right before the launch. But they don't capitalist bullshit. They don't want to ruin American confidence in the program, so 
they essentially fake the whole landing. They go, they have a a makeshift studio built in an old abandoned yeah. hangar, mm-hmm. and they fake all of the video signals mm-hmm. while the actual spacecraft is in space, sending telemetry down to NASA. So. Only like two people at NASA are completely aware of what's going on, which one of them is the flight director, and uh, this other guy discovers it during there, and they have him like eliminated. It's Elliot Gould. Like no, oh. Elliot Gould actually winds up being a friend of this this guy at NASA, and he just disappears. Like it's like he never existed, and he goes, "I've been to his house in." Apparently, there's a whole woman. There's a new woman living there now that has been there for over a year, and they have receipts to prove it. But I've been there a million times, etc. So it's like big old conspiracy. There. It's a fun, you know, seventies movie. It's a fun riff on the whole fake the moon landing. Yeah, exactly. Thing. And it, it's a good adventure story. Yeah. Um, it actually, there's this really cool bit where uh, James Brolin is, uh, do, you know, they're doing one of those. We're gonna talk to our families while we're in space things, and he says, "Yeah, you know, the whole thing is just." Perfectly balanced. Is it, this and that, you know, everything, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Honey, you know, you it's amazing. It's just amazing. It's sort of like our trip to, and he mentions uh, like some kind of, uh, it's like I a, think he says Yosemite, and it was actually Flat Rock because they were shooting a movie at Flat Rock while they were there. Yeah. And she's like, and she tells Elliot Gould, the reporter, she's like, well, it's just weird because he's usually not... You know, he doesn't usually confuse things like that, but we went to Flat Rock last year, not Yosemite. So that was his, like, his code That's word clue. to his wife. Oh, so she, he's feeding her information. Yeah. And she didn't really ah. act on it. And she passes it out to the press. Yeah. And he, and uh, that, that kind of, like, helps feed Ghoul in terms of, like, you know, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So is this from the point of view of Gould? Find these things out, or is it's it like or is it two things? It's like yeah, one it's thing two. is that you see the conspiracy in action, and then you also found the guy who's Be- breaking because the because bad guy government, you know, nineteen seventies movie. Yep. They decide they're not going to trust the Nixon astronauts fault. with uh, with keeping it a secret, right? And so the astronauts do they do they get told, or they they figure out they're probably going to get killed, and so, so they yeah, escape um, the they they try to escape the yeah what's so, the doodle. Essentially, what was originally what they had quote scripted to happen it happened was they were going to send the spacecraft slightly off course, so that when it actually Into splashed down in the ocean, oh. <laughs> it would be two hundred miles away from where the recovery vessel was, so it would take them an hour and a half to get there, and they were going to land uh, the plane on the island, boat the astronauts out and put them back in the capsule. Well, during reentry, the heat shield fails and the capsule gets destroyed. So now. All that, these that people. That Capricorn One was yeah. a shitty spaceship. Apparently. <laughs> so, so now the conspiracy for for the storyline to be maintained, they can't let these astronauts go back out into the real world. Drown them. And they figure it out, so they escape, and you know, you know, chaos ensues. We have a we ensues, have a better rather. chance if we separate. So then yeah. they they separate, and so you have. You know, uh, special one's ops. In the, one's in the saucer section. One, one goes north, <laughs> one goes south, one, one goes west. And they, they, the special ops are chasing them down and everything. And then yeah. it becomes a caper. Uh, no. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where one astronaut's hungry. He eats a rattlesnake. And I was just like, can you do that? And my mom was like, well, they say it tastes like chicken. It does. So just don't eat go. a tail I've first. I've had rattlesnake. Yeah, it's good. I've had it as well. 
Wow. But yeah, it's 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 you a meanies. it's very much a product of its time. It's <clears throat> it's late seventies, uh, and just like Kirsten said, that very you know government conspiracy. Oh yeah, heavy. You know, and yeah, the, the you have the perspective from the astronauts because you're. You know, you're you're sitting in on what the astronauts are going through. You're sitting in on what Elliot Gould's reporter is trying to uncover, and then you're also sitting in on the conspiracists, conspiracists trying to maintain the secrecy of what they did. Conspirators, the conspirators. Thank you. Conspiracists <laughs> is like the person who told yes. me about that play. All right, conspirators. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I say the wrong word, yeah. but it it yeah I I I, I can't believe you two. Well, no, I can believe Todd totally. <laughs> it's what am I Todd, saying? Todd probably has like a, on his shelf somewhere, and he's just yeah, like, really? like, oh, I, I, I must have bought I it at some point. I didn't I even know I had it. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of space jinx, uh, the book for the Geek Shock Book Club is Starship Troopers by Robert wow. Island. Wow, oh, not guys. Geeks loves Max. And you said space jinx, and I'm sorry I did. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, discussions open at the eighth, so uh, read it at your leisure, my friends. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? It what, what? Anything else, gentlemen? Uh, I did my taxes. Okay, I'll, we're I'll not doing this. Boy. I'll just pull an Andy in the middle of the show. And I'm like, oh, that reminds me. Yeah, and then just blurt it out. Me and the yeah. clampers, we walked over to this rock, and we. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we so dropped. We dropped a plaque in the water. Let's do some news you don't give a shit about. Yay. Uh. I do the show notes over a course of two days. Mm-hmm. I do most of the ones for the week on Sunday. And then after work, I have like an hour to compile everything that happened that day. And up until today, there was no news you don't give a shit about. But no, today, it, it just it Is it doesn't rot fail. With... No, it's not rot, but it's about okay. the only thing I added. Okay. That's weird, too. You, you're supposed to add that stuff like after six on a Friday. Right. So, <laughs> you know... I got things to do after six on a Friday. Yeah. I have ships to paint. (laughs) And miles to go before you sleep. (laughs) Uh, News you don't give a shit about. Uh, Warner Brothers has decided to cancel its New York premiere for Superman Red Sun in the wake of COVID-19 concerns. Quote is the impact 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 is the impractical is the as the impact and spread of the coronavirus virus. <laughs> I think I got it. My dentist. Yeah, yeah. Coronavirus. I put the, I put the dentist in your brain. You did. You're like all having a this oral be panic attack. Diet. Jesus, it's only been 45 minutes. <laughs> the impact and spread of coronavirus uh, COVID 19. I'm just gonna stop there. Can we not stop now calling it coronavirus? Can we get to call it by its real name, COVID nineteen? I like coronavirus. Well, it is it is a coronavirus. I, it, it is, but the, that's like the specific it's strain like is COVID nineteen. I know, but that's like going calling coronavirus is like going to the bar, ask wanting a libation, a Moscow mule, and saying, "Give me vodka drink. I want <laughs> vodka drink." There's a thousand vodka drinks. There's a thousand coronaviruses. Call it what it is. COVID-19 is a goddamn Moscow mule of viruses. Which, by the way, anybody listening to this, stop repeating the debunked story that goes around on Facebook about Corona's sales are down 38%. (laughs) Uh, They're actually up 5%. Per the company, that's funny. So yeah, it, but it's it's funny how much it's persistent. It actually showed up on one of the mainstream news reporting outlets. Mm. 
saying that Corona sales were down. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think it was MSN Finance on on the web said they, they sat down with the president of the company that owns Corona. And they said, no, actually, our sales are up 5%. You, you know what it is? It's so, goddamn schadenfreude. People yeah. love reading stories that make them feel better yes. about themselves. And if it's a story saying, well, at least I don't think the beer virus is a beer virus. It's going to make yeah. them feel better. Just like the whole, there's there's one out there that says like like 30% of Americans stop, won't, says they won't buy of Corona because of coronavirus. Yeah. Nope, that's not true. The The way the thing is worded separates that all out. The actual answer is yes, 4% of yes. Americans. Yeah. The uh, worst one, the worst one I've heard so far is a reporter asking a health expert, now, can you get the coronavirus from eating Chinese food? I literally lost my fucking mind at that Man. point. I, I, yes, well, you should. I'm just should like, look. are you fucking kidding me? And he should lose his fucking job. John John, John yeah. Oliver had a great, uh, yes, great, yeah. great reply to that because he's like, you could go to Panda Express and, well, at Panda Express, you're not even going to get Chinese food. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good. but yeah, four yeah. percent, and it wasn't it like four percent of people. Who drink Corona were like, I'm. I may not buy Corona now. Something like but, that. But it, I mean, it wasn't even like a huge segment of Americans. It was just right. like a little tiny group was yeah. was just like, I don't think I'll buy Coronas now, and it became this big phenomenon. Yeah, it, it just blown out of proportion. And but it's that whole shot and forth thing. Ha ha! Aren't these people stupid? And I'm not part of them. Yeah. Well, it's it's also it's it's funny because. Uh, Biggs will point this out on his political things when debunk stuff comes up. He's like, guys, quit spreading us around. There's plenty yeah. of stuff that's right. You don't need to, to yeah. get all excited about the false stuff. And there's plenty of Americans are stupid stories out oh, yeah. there. Don't, you know, get yeah. here's to this Here's one. a simple formula. If it's on Facebook, it's probably false. And, and the upside of that whole thing I just said is that uh, 4% of the people of the survey did say that, and so that's more people that I'm comfortable with. <laughs> well, it's 4% who drink Corona. So right. That's, I'm still more than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> with, with both of them? <laughs> Goddamn flat earthers. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, oh, yeah. He died. Uh, so the, the New York... Oh, pro- my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that wasn't guy. that going to be in our we lost a few people this week <laughs> well, uh, well, what's segment? funny is that that guy actually made dudes you don't give a shit about like a year and a half ago yeah. I remember for him trying to prove that the earth was flat with that's it. what I was going to say is like at that time we said that guy's going to kill himself yeah and you know I mean, you can't really call it as a prophecy yeah when it, it's when, not a prophecy when it's the inevitable yes it, it was inevitable it was it was it was a sure thing Homemade rocket science isn't a good steam idea. Steam powered. <laughs> steam powered. Steam powered rockets. Are you rockets? taking notes, Andy? <laughs> it's 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 like it's like remember the 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 water rockets we used <laughs> to have where you, you pump, pump them, them yeah, and then you <laughs> <laughs> steam powered. Now see if Andy did that, he would. Oh yeah. The the rocket would cla- crash. There'd be this horrible mess of destruction, and you'd see him like get up out of a pile of dirt, brush himself off. It's like, wow, that was close, yep. and be completely unscathed. Oh yeah, and then you take a picture and go, "It's behind me, isn't yeah, it?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if Andy was a character in Capricorn One, they wouldn't have had the plot to kill them because they would have been like, "Well, Andy, 
He'll survive, <laughs> just like he survived all those other crashes he had. He is immortal. So as the impact and spread of COVID-19 continues to evolve, Warner Brothers is placing added emphasis on the health and welfare of its employees, talents, and fans, the studio said in a statement. To help minimize risk of exposure, Warner Brothers has opted to take the preventative measures and cancel the New York premiere of Superman Red Sun on March 16th, 2020. We apologize for any inconvenience this has caused, and we look forward to seeing you at future events, unquote. Uh, based on the Elseworlds comic of the same name by Mark Miller and Dave Johnson, Red Sun imagines an alternate reality where Kal-El's baby ship crashed, landed in the Soviet Union instead of the United States. Uh, the movie is currently available on digital platforms and hits 4K Ultra Blu-ray and DVD Friday, April 17th. Yeah, it... Um, it's a really good comic. It's... Yeah. Uh, uh, Shit, what was I going to I don't say? know, but I bet it was awesome. Yeah, it probably was. Too much COVID-19 in your own? <clears throat> COVID-19 and Red Sun and... Uh, oh, 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 the job I work at, you know, that Andy and I work at is a trade show magazine talking about conventions and stuff. And every every week we put up a couple articles about a convention or trade show or exhibition exhibition getting canceled because of coronavirus for fears. Yeah, COVID-19. Thank you. you Thank know. you, Matt. Google canceled a big one here already. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. supposed to happen this month. Yeah. Uh, Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. Yep. That got uh, pushed to summer. So, yeah. And, and to yeah. be expected. And it's a good idea yeah. kind of overall, especially when right now we just don't know how much out there it is. Yeah. It, apparently that's the danger. Oh, it's everywhere. Is that, is that you have the, the 1% or 2% that it's lethal for. But yeah. for so many people, the symptoms are mild enough that they will continue to travel and move about and have contact with people. And that's, I think, where the spread fear is coming from, is that people are not sick enough to be stuck at home, so they're going out and they're going to be spreading it. And John Oliver's thing, when he's talking about yeah. the Iranian, yeah, dude, oh my God. <laughs> you can watch it in real time. De Deputy health minister is like, getting fever sweat while he's doing a press conference and then he coughing during an interview then, then he on does television. an interview to talk about how it's not you know it's not all that terrible and he's like and coughing, repeated yeah and, and repeating they're showing him coughing into his elbow and know? repeatedly saying no why or giving explanations to why he doesn't have it and then later on <laughs> test positive yeah i mean it was just oh my god yikes no you don't give a shit about McDonald's is bringing back Szechuan sauce. Oh, God. For an, uh -oh. For an official tie-in promotion with Adult Swim's Rick and Morty. Uh, this is not a brand <laughs> partnership for Disney's upcoming Mulan remake, even though the entire joke came from the limited edition sauce created for the 1998 animated film. I'm going to find that sauce, Morty. Uh, McDonald's brought uh, the sauce back for a limited time back in 2017, but received fan backlash for not being able to keep up with the insane demand. Uh, and it's since that fucking sauce, like you, oh. and that promotion yeah. was not done in conjunction with Adult Swim. Uh, and Rick and Morty co-creator Dan Harmon voiced his displeasure over McDonald's trying to piggyback off the success of the show without permission. Uh, the entire phenomenon stems from, as Jeff stated, the season three premiere, uh, the Rick Shank Redemption, McDonald's. in which Rick, trapped inside his own mind and memories, revisits McDonald's for a nostalgic taste of Mulan-inspired Szechuan sauce. Yeah, the, 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 I, I had mixed feelings about him, about his comments, because it was sort of like, 
dude, you're the guy who wrote an episode and threw in a line about the Szechuan sauce. And it was so, McDonald's sauce to begin with. Yeah, yeah, so it's sort of like... But it was I also mean, a McDonald's sauce that had been extinct for 20 well, no, no, years. No, 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 no. But I'm talking about when he was Almost like... 30. When he was like, you didn't you didn't talk to us right. first and all... It you was didn't like, get permission did, to did, do sauce that you made. Did you, <laughs> did you talk to McDonald's before you made your joke, dude? I mean, I mean, McDonald's did bollocks the fucking shit out of it. I still remember uh, Jeff's uh, uh, <laughs> Jeff's um, uh, on-scene reporting trying to find sauce and shit. And wasn't it you, Jeff? Yeah, I, well, was. I was out of town, and I just looked it up because, you know. Did we try to get sauce for you? I, 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 I was looking so. for it. Okay, was that it? If I remember correctly, you drove past one of the ones that was near our place, and then you were like, nope, and yeah. turned, went right home, and then it texted me like, yeah, it's a madhouse, and I said, don't worry about it. And then somebody sent us or found some. Yeah, yes. somebody awesome. sent us some. And we got some. So, but it was sort of like they were doing like 50 packets a store or something I think something it wasn't like even that, that much. It was, just, it was just absolutely like, did you really expect? I mean, dude, you put Szechuan sauce up on the menu. Everyone's going to want to try it for just for the novelty. Never mind the whole fan reaction. You know, it's it, a new sauce for nuggets, well, dude. It was just like I went. Remember when 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 uh, Popeyes did their chicken sandwich thing? Yep, sure. I went to Popeyes not to get the chicken sandwich. I didn't even know about the fucking promotion. And it's crowded. It's crazy. And the person's at the counter is like, it's going to be a one hour wait. And people were like. <laughs> The chicken sandwich, and they're like for anything. <laughs> and well, it was I just like, like <laughs> yeah, dude, that's how she did it. <laughs> I know she had had it. She was over it. That that <laughs> seven fifty an hour was not paying her enough. Oh, no, and and it was just like, oh, so I just walked the fuck out. Uh, but it was just, it was like, uh, you know, when people hear the word, uh, what what is it about? Fast food has new thing, and people you know just go ape shit. I sympathize with how that lady reacted oh, about those shit, yeah. are because I was a manager at McDonald's during the Beanie Baby craze. Good fucking Christ! I am not kidding you. This is not an exaggeration. My phone was ringing off the hook. I had three phone lines that were all ringing simultaneously. I spent more time answering the phone, telling people that we were sold out of specific Beanie Babies than I did doing the paperwork that I was required to do, counting money for the safe, all the things that you're supposed to do right, as a manager. Right. Fielding concerns. Right. And this <laughs> is mean, back in the old days when you, if you had three lines, you had three separate phones. No. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a business I phone. But I know. I the crazy thing was like it. There's a, there's a girl in like McDonald's head office like, let me connect you. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the, it oh, never, Jeffy in it never rang through connect. to the other two lines unless somebody was calling on the first line. Right. And then it would ring through to the second two. But in the, in the year prior to that, the second two lines had never rung through. Uh-huh. Until that promotion went on, that shit is crazy. And, oh my god! I mean, people were. This is the the location that I was at was in a a um, you know, in a downtown area. So it was literally <laughs> like saying, Jeff, what are you saying? Somebody dog whistling? <laughs> Did I just hear a dog whistle? What does that mean? It means that you have all these downtown, like <laughs> let's, old, let's not old style city downtown shops. Let's not forget, we're talking downtown Kansas. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was, yeah. It's it's an older town. Yeah, yeah. At, um, you, you know, you We're just had you. strips of of shops, 
and this McDonald's was there. No, no drive-through or anything. Just a tiny little. God, you're fucking lucky there. Yeah, yeah. it was a tiny McDonald's, and we were packed for the weeks that we had oh, that. It was like when the remember when the White Castle opened up out yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, people I remember. fucking round the block for White Castle. Before yeah. we got a White Castle in Las Vegas, we have we have a food truck festival that happens every year. Yep. All the food gourmet food trucks around town yeah, park in that. one spot, and you get to go, all go to one spot and wait in a long time for anything. Yep. But one year, White Castle set up a tent, if you will, before mm-hmm. they even had a White Castle in Las Vegas. Yeah, oh, that was testing. That was them. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh. They were dipping their toes in the water to, to take the temperature. Oh. So while all the food trucks had a minimum 45-minute wait for anything... The White Castle had a minimum three hours wait. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't it three hours? Yeah. It was ridiculous. So, And this is at the food truck festival. So they're not even that yeah. good. I mean, White I love me some White Castle, oh, but they're not. They're not. They're not. <laughs> you, you I mean, know, if you want to know what a fresh White Castle tastes like, get a frozen White Castle from your market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or more to the point, as, uh, as my boss once said to me in Chicago when he was driving me home from work and he's like, let's stop by White Castle. He was like, get some sliders. And I'm like, yeah, Tacoma sliders? Sack. And he's like, yeah. yeah, sliders. You know why they call them sliders? Because oh, no. they slide right through you. <laughs> 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 and I bet he laughed and laughed and laughed. He laughed, laughed right? and laughed and laughed and then bought a bag of sliders. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was my first White Castle. It was like, ooh, yeah, I Yeah, that was a bit of a culture shock to me because it's like, I, I go there. <laughs> And sliders? At, sliders are? No, no, no. You've White, had Tim White Hortons, Castle. Kind of White the same Castle. Oh. And it's like, yeah, and I'm listening to everyone order. Yeah, I'll take 30. I was like, holy fuck. Welcome 30? To Welcome to America. Yeah, I was like, I'll take 30. And then I get up there and it's like a little, like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. I see why he's getting 30. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, 30 teaspoons. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, they did some study one time. It's like the, at the restaurants, the average person eats at least five. So it's like crazy. There you go. So Szechuan sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is now is this it, it, this is still temporary? I assume, ah, but fuck. it is official now, so it's going to be official brick and mortar Szechuan sauce. It's not even that good, Kay. Come uh, on. And you know, yeah, the sauce is good, not great, but it exactly. is good. I'm not exactly. I, I, I'm I'm not demanding the Szechuan sauce on the counter, Kay. Feet on the counter, jump up and down. I want my Szechuan I know, sauce. I know. I know. <laughs> Like you're like you're the same person in Star Wars, <laughs> like on the countertop of McDonald's. I did right? that a special man baby appearance. At McDonald's. I did that at Popeyes <laughs> when I wanted my thigh. leg and my thigh, and they didn't even put me on the news because they were like, "Could you do that again?" But but ask for the chicken sandwich, and I'm like, "No, I want my leg and my thigh and two biscuits." And they're like, "All right, edit this guy out." <laughs> I wasn't newsworthy. So so I mean, you sure I'll go through. I I'm a sauce fiend. I, yes, I, I believe that French fries are nothing more than a vehicle for the sauce you're using. Uh, edit that to say, I believe that all food is just a vehicle for a sauce. Because okay. you have yeah. substituted many other things besides fries yes. in that statement. 80% of things are meant for dipping in sauce. And down. All right. So, yeah, I'll get it, but it's, it's we've been through this before. We know it's, Szechuan sauce is no longer a mystery. It's, yeah. So I assume now it's going to come back like the McRib every year. It'll be well. What would Ugh. really be funny is if it just fucking tanks because everyone's like, "Yeah, fuck it." So we can't put Mulder <laughs> and Scully on it because they all listen to Matt. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. It's it's just a sauce. There's no such thing as just a sauce, man. Yes, there is. Nope. Until he coughs in his elbow, and then it's like, uh oh. Nah, it's yeah. just a Matt. And then we sauce. all go mm. hunting for Mother Abigail. Yeah. 
Very nice. Get him a Corona. Weekend Geek, Colorado Springs. <laughs> what? The king people get it. Yes. <laughs> yes. What? Yes. The right people. Yes. What? The, the right, right people, people get it. Yes. What? All right, we can geek. Let's go. (laughs) After overseeing the production of four movies in the Indiana Jones franchise, Steven Spielberg will not be returning to direct the upcoming fifth installment. According to a report, James Mangold is in talks to take over. Spielberg, who was involved in the development process, is said to be staying on as a hands-on producer. Uh, His decision not to direct promoted by a desire to pass along Indy's whip to a new generation to bring their perspective to the story, writes Variety. Uh, Harrison Ford still returning to play Jones. Uh, Spielberg has been synonymous with the series ever since Raiders of the Lost Ark first hit theaters in 1981. The iconic property has said to have been conceived while the Oscar-winning filmmaker and George Lucas built sandcastles in Hawaii shortly after the release of the first Star Wars movie in 1977. Aww. Right, so it's a sweet story. Oh, my God. (laughs) Lucas wanted to pay homage to the adventure serials of his youth while Spielberg had always dreamed of making a globe-trotting James Bond-type film. Uh, When combined, these ambitions became Henry Jones Jr., a college teacher archaeologist who seeks ancient and mystical artifacts from around the world in his spare time. Banging his students. Now, uh, (laughs) director Mangold broke out with uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine send-off Logan and scored some mainstream critical acclaim with Ford vs. Ferrari this last year. Oh, that's right. Uh, The former became the first comic book movie in history to score a Best Adapted Screenplay nod at the Oscars. And Indy 5 is still scheduled to hit theaters on July 19th, uh, sorry, July 9th, 2021. I hope that didn't throw it off for you. Uh, if they want to get the new generation, why not just make like a Drake film? Uh, Drake? Yeah, Drake. You the never PS4. call me on yourself. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. The, the, the PS4 character. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Uncharted. He wants an Uncharted film. <laughs> oh, but his name is Drake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was great. Talk. Why not just do that? <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. You'll get any. more people on that than indie. <laughs> I think I got Come more on. people on my <laughs> cell phone thing. Are they, are they bringing back Shia LaBeouf to be mutt again? Uh, no, of course oh. not. Or at least Man. I don't think so. I, I just, no, nobody wants Shia LaBeouf I, anymore. I, you're reading that, and I'm just, uh, all of our jokes, I'm just imagining uh, Harrison Ford in a uh, Captain Pike chair. And <laughs> just just boop, and going down a dirt road with the Indiana Jones theme playing, you know, da 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 da, you know, boop, just did. oh my goodness. I mean, God bless Ford because he can. The guy can move better luckily, than me. Luckily, this ancient temple has a uh, wheelchair ramp. Yeah, really, exactly right. <laughs> you have the foresight to. Yeah, I know. Build a wheelchair ramp. It's one of the first. My temples, that's ADA. <laughs> maybe <laughs> compliant. Maybe let's bring his not quite right digital dog. Bark, bark, bark. Jonathan Kasdan, son of Raiders scribe Lawrence Kasdan, is writing the screenplay. Keeping it in the fam, right? Which was originally being penned by Crystal Skull vet David Cope. So Uh-oh. let's be glad he's not doing that anymore. Yeah, God. There's no mention of Lucas in this anywhere, and I'm kind of glad for it. Oh, I feel you so see, bad. That's for... why I. That's why I left because you know, they, they don't mention me, and and Todd's like happy and everything. It's like, why am I even bothering? No point in bothering. You did fine, Lucas. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mackerel! Oh man! Yikes! 
A new documentary series from streaming service Shudder called Cursed Films is coming. The series is set to explore the troubled production stories behind five of Hollywood's most beloved horror classics. Poltergeist, The Exorcist, The Omen, The Crow, and Twilight Zone, The Movie. Shudder interviewed the Omen director Richard Donner, Exorcist star Linda Blair, Poltergeist 3 director David, uh, Gary Sherman, and Bloomhouse executive Shockwaves podcast co-host Ryan Turek. <laughs> you know, people that were there. The season premiere featuring a look at the Exorcist. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Turek. Whatever name Todd just said. I, I was just like, you know, the, just, just, I love it. Linda Blair, Richard Donner, this guy, Joe from the street. He peed himself one time, apparently. Pod, and, podcast dude? <laughs> podcast dude. I mean, what, 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 what worth are podcasters anyway? Well, how much? I, I will say there's lots of us. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it's not like we have an effect. So what if every time we say something profound about DC, two or three weeks later, they make a giant announcement that pretty much echoes what we just talked about? Sure. So I'll second it. Lucas, sit down. <laughs> Before you fall down. April 2nd on Shutter, the Poltergeist and the Omen will debut April 9th, and the Crow Twilight Zone, the movie, will be available April 16th. Oh, my God. Uh, the Crow. Jesus. I saw the Edward Furlong Crow movie oh, Crow last two? night. Uh, I think it's the second or third it sequel. It's the sec second one, I think. It's, it's a disjointed mess. Like, you don't know what the fuck. Uh, David Boreanaz is in it, too. And Tara Reid, it's oh, fucking crazy. Like I think it's like right after uh, Angel ended because I think it's like oh five or oh six, two thousand six when this thing came out. Five Man. or six. It's it's some crazy shit. I I can't even begin to tell you how weird this movie is. I I don't think it's even that. I think it's earlier than that. I I'll I'll look it up, but I mean it was yeah, like look it, it up and give me the year for Crow. It was one two, of those things that the it was long shuffle. It was Buffy such and Angel, a like in between. I think it was like right after Angel ended. Well, is it this one? Is movie. it the is it the one that mentions the virus as no. causing it? Okay, no. So that then it's not that one because that one's the one where um, they mention uh, Corvus nineteen. His girlfriend what brings him back. Uh, <laughs> Well, See, man, I'm getting better and better at this. Because <laughs> the blackbirds are, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeff? I see what you're... And don't think there's furlong hate over here. I thought he was great in brain scan. I was, I was happy when he was shot in Dark Fate. <laughs> <laughs> so while uh, Jeff's looking that Jeff's up. Jeff's done. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't have a follow-up to that. That's, that's really what it comes down to. All right. Oh, and now I have to go into dead people. Okay. Here we go. Steam-powered. Yasuo yeah, uh, Isha Hashimoto. What's, what is, what is steam-powered? Uh, yeah. Flat Earth guys. Rockets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're steam. I read that. I was like, steam-powered? And he was hoping to hit like four or 5,000 feet? Maybe that's why all of the Jay Leno's Garage steam-powered car videos keep popping up in the suggested for you feed on YouTube. Because <laughs> you were looking up this guy's <laughs> No, stuff? I wasn't, though. That's the thing. Th then why? <laughs> because if it's in the news, it's trending, it pops up in different feeds. That would be funny. If it popped if, up in all of our feeds. That would be funny, though, if, if, if Leno's <laughs> steam-powered car things took a spike 
You know, not because people were actually looking or anything. It just happened. It's like steam-powered rocket ship. Oh, well, the algorithm just... All right. Okay. The Crow, Wicked Player, 2005. Wicked. Wow. You're right on. So it was right after Angel. Don't hate the game. Hate the player. Wait a minute. I should know better. I should know better (laughs) than to question Jeff's movie stuff. Oh, he's made mistakes. I'm not always right. There you go. See? No, just mostly. I'm the first to admit. Well, Well, okay. Easy easy there. Maybe. You got to be proven first. A a long fifth. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so who died? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, it is uh, Yasuisha Hashimoto Yes The creator of the Konami Code Oh that's oh, right. right He was 61 The Konami Code and 61? Yeah, yeah Young Yeah Young for that's Japanese terrible Yeah COVID-19 Got him? <laughs> I don't know Up, up, down, down Here's where yes. you make oh, your yeah. stand. Left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, something. See, that's the nope, problem. You fucked Fuck. it up at the end. They had, Shit. Matt was his medical Clark care Stark. guy, <laughs> and he coded, and Matt picked up the 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 the, the controller and was like, yeah. uh, and that was it. <laughs> He's coding. He's coding. Up, up, down, down, yeah. left, right, left, right. <laughs> Wait, left, A, B, A, oh, ah! So it's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. Oh. oh but if you're doing multiplayer on Contra, it's select start at the yes. end. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. There you go, Matt. That's what happened. And that took a life on its own after its debut in the Nintendo versions of Gradius and Contra. Uh, Hashimoto implemented the code into the notoriously difficult Gradius as a way to get extra lives because, quote, he obviously couldn't beat it, unquote, when he was <laughs> porting it to the system. Uh, the code became such a famous and memorable cheat code that various other games added it to their systems as a way to earn extra lives, play secret tunes, or, or give other winking nods to gamers who knew their history. The code appeared in dozens of Konami titles, as well as games like Bioshock Infinite, Anthem, League of Legends, Rocket League, Fortnite, and more. Uh, various websites uh, will respond to the code, as will uh, Apple's Siri and Amazon's Alexa. Uh, Hashimoto started his career with Konami in the early 80s, making circuit boards for games like 1983's Track and Field. His duties changed to porting these arcade games to home consoles soon after, which is where he was able to leave his lasting mark on gamer culture. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, that's... That's a big... I mean, arcades to consoles, that's a big big commercial transition. That was a big part of most of our youths. Yeah. Yeah. And about a, a lasting one since it, I mean, yeah. Fortnite's using it. Fortnite's still the big hotness. People that never played original Nintendo know the code. Yeah. 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 It's weird. That's, that's a goddamn lasting mark. In Absolutely. Fact, in fact, now I'm pissed because they call it the Konami code. Should be Hashimoto's code. Ah, the Hashi code. So should we go start a petition to Hashikodo. rename it the Hashimoto code? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hashikoto. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Hashi uh, Kodo. It's you know I remember reading reading that oh, article uh, and just Hashi Kodo Maru. <laughs> <laughs> Hashi the Hashi Kodo Maru. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's yeah. Oh, actually, Matt, that's profound. That's a deep cut because it is about cheating. Yes. Wow. Yes. And death. Oh my God. Accidental smarts from the Canadian. I like it. I know. <laughs> Let's take a picture of this moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know nothing. 
So his name is now Hashikoto Matt because he doesn't want to be Maple Leaf Matt anymore. Patted myself on the back for my ingenuity. (laughs) I got a commendation for original thinking. (laughs) Uh, We also lost author Clive Cussler, who wrote over 80 genre-spanning books over the course of his career. He's died at the age of 88. His adventure novels, specifically the Dirk Pitt series, reimagined historical and mythological elements like the Titanic or Atlantis for his Indiana Jones meets James Bond style hero to discover. Custler's Raise the Titanic in 76 and Sahara in 92 were both adapted into films, bringing their alt-history conspiracy theories and hidden secrets to the big screen, tweaking historical facts just enough to bring a bit of fantasy into the proceedings. Uh, The former, adapted in 1980, involved the famed sunken ship, a secret government program, and the fake mineral Byzantium. Uh, While the later, adapted 2005, was all about Confederate treasure and the fictional capture of Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. Uh, Cussler's final novel, Journey of the Pharaohs, will be released on March 10th. Really disappointed that Sahara didn't spawn the movie series that they thought it. They You're right. It, it was, but uh, I think it was like, a good first effort. It could have gone somewhere. Like Szechuan sauce, it's good, yeah. not great. Yeah. So it's the Szechuan sauce of Dirk Pitt movies. So you're saying Matt killed it. I'm saying McDonald's will be officially launching it next year. Oh, okay. The Sahara sauce. And it's just a little cup of sand. You just dip your... <laughs> and it doesn't even stick to your chicky nuggies. I think that's how they're hoping to avoid right. the lawsuits. I don't know. Yeah, but it is solar Maybe. powered. It might, it might be like, Your Honor, it's a, obviously a cup of sand. I mean, come on. How, how, how far is this going to go? Sauce always makes the fries taste better. There you go. That, well, of course, when Todd is your lead witness, <laughs> their ass is grass. Uh, not if you're eating sand. Oh, you'll, you'll find a way to make it work. Just add water to the sand. Mm. <laughs> And you just described saucer. <laughs> oh, and, and another thing that happened with Vernon being shit-faced. Oh, shit. This is funny. <laughs> wow, it came all the way back yeah, to this. Yeah, oh, oh, All the way back, um, we did a full 480. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. It was really uh, one of Vernon's rapid uh, settle your stomach and sober up remedies. Oh, I'm is anxious for this. Big glass of chocolate milk. That sounds gross. It's weird. It's weird. Of course, we're talking about the man who actually would gross everyone out at lunch at Star Trek The Experience because he would have pizza and milk. I don't know. That's that's a dairy fetish right there. Yeah. But he's actually, you know, he's wandering around and he's finally like, okay, Francine, do you have any chocolate milk? And I should you not, Francine's like, no. I I'm do not have five. I, no no she goes no I have white milk and Hershey's chocolate syrup <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny Vernon was the perfect guest even in his state and he went that'll do <laughs> I, I was laughing so fucking hard because it was like no I have milk and chocolate syrup. <laughs> Uh, that was good. I enjoyed that callback. <laughs> the director of the original Silent Hill movie has confirmed that he is returning to Silent Hill for another film. Loud Hill. Uh, yes, based on <laughs> Konami's horror series, as well as a... Konami's horror series? Yeah, up, up, down, down. Yeah. <laughs> um, left, right, B, A, select. Oh, fuck! <laughs> as well as a new ad- adaptation of the Fatal Frame, a.k.a. Project Zero franchise. 
The director of the first Silent Hill movie, uh, Christophe Gans, made the announcement via interview with French-language site Alcyon. Uh-huh. We don't have a lot of details at this stage, but there's already been early confirmation that the writer of the original movie, Roger Avery, will not be involved. Roger in the Avery? Yeah. He's a co-scripter with Quentin on, uh, on the Pulp Fiction. Yes, he is. I'm, I'm glad he's still getting work. Uh, is he? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to go get him from the basement release him. <laughs> oh, my God. Roger Avery. Roger he Avery. turned into Quentin's gimp. <laughs> Roger Avery, oh, sit no. down. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Man. As for the Project Zero movie, in a bid to avoid uprooting the game from its Japanese haunted house setting, uh, Gans report it will be filmed in its native Japan. All right. Okay. 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 Now, now don't, don't, no, well, don't, Todd, don't. don't. I, but I have to. No, because we already know you're on a roll. Every single one of them is going to be sit down. <laughs> what? No, it's red light, green light. Oh. Oh, wait, I just did an Andy. <laughs> you kind of did. He, he's yeah. corrupted you. Oh, my God. It feels good. What? What? It, it just feels good. No, it to doesn't. Feel <laughs> no. No? I feel like I... Like... Wait, he wasn't fast enough to get away from you? <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> you said you're, you you better be fast enough to get away from me because I just want to... Don't you remember a couple episodes ago? Yeah, no, I don't remember. Okay. I, dude, I don't remember last week's episode. All right, go ahead. It was Matt, something ahead. about Jeff. I like green light. I go ahead. I don't remember last week's episode either for some reason. Matt, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's got nothing. I know. He like how he just gets all uh, and shakes his head like... like Start the red light, green light. Let's go. <laughs> like all this he's, means something. But it's, it's, it, every, you could, you, you, it's one of those moments... Jeff, where you're like, I wish this was a video show uh-huh. because you you watch Matt just internalize it all and just just build <laughs> into an explosion that's going to just take out at least one or two of us. And then his explosion is he shakes his head and goes, <laughs> like, "Wow, Matt. that that just lets off a little steam and just makes the <laughs> yeah, just makes Canadian the, steam. It just adds <clears throat> another ten minutes on the fuse. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry." <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Second breakfast. All <laughs> right, gentlemen. Second titty. <laughs> Got a bunch of TV pitches here. Are we going to put a hard errand money into this? All right, first pitch of the session. Here we go. James Wan's production company is called Atomic Monster. Will be producing a live Green action light. live action TV adaptation of the horror comic Dylan Dog. <clears throat> No idea what that is. But right. it's a great production company name, so... Uh, to, created by Tizano Scalvi, the comic series published in the U.S. by Doc Horse is about the eponymous British paranormal investigator who often deals with ghosts, werewolves, vampires, zombies, and other monsters. Quote, Dylan Dog is truly one of my favorite comic books ever, Juan said in a statement. <laughs> I was first introduced to the Nightmare Investigator back in high school by my European friends. And though I didn't understand the foreign text, I easily understood the story through the beautiful artwork, its loving references to the horror genre, unquote. As a comic, Dylan Dog has been running for over three decades, churning out more than 500 stories. So, do we want to put this money into Dylan Dog? Yeah. Yeah, why? Why do you like it? 
Because it's an awesome production company name. It's Atomic Monster. So there you go. So they just got, we just give them a blanket production deal, right? Sure, a blanket? Sure. Yeah. I'll watch a movie with a blanket by that company. James Wan's Blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Is it starring Michael, Jenks, Michael oh! Jackson's Blanket? Oh! Michael J- I like Michael Janks better. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Janks. <laughs> we couldn't get Michael Jackson, so we hired Michael Janks. He's a good dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson's son is named Blanket. Billie Jean has got sh- my love. I would say I'm sorry, but I'm not. It's Michael Jackson's son. He'll be there fine. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, so a green light for Atomic Monster's name alone. There you go. Dylan Dog. We don't need to do whatever. You know. I still uh, so he's James Wan stuff. I kind of like so green light. Dylan Dog is a paranormal investigator. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But he doesn't speak to English. Okay. Or at least not in the comic book. Well, it's translated Dark Horse. So eventually, sure. I assume this is going to be in English. But then again, you know, Parasite won, so we might have something. Here. There you go. Oh, why not? Esperanto. I'll give it, I'll give it a green light. <laughs> we need another Mulder and Scully. Although I'm sure if Andy was here, he'd be all telling us all what Dylan Dog was because there's no. In my heart of hearts, I know Andy knows everything about this. Well, paranormal investigation. All right, so Andy, uh, go ahead and say your piece. And that was Andy's piece. All there right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and green light it because one, James Wan. He does amazing horror work. And Because uh, one, James Wan. That's cute. That's what you did there. It's it's poetry. You see, yeah. it so, rhymes. Sit down, Lucas. Yeah. One <laughs> love. Uh, it's a mat joke. All right, so green light across the board. Dylan Dog, that's a great name. Yes. And uh, and uh, listen, the corporate guy just flipped off another corporate guy. Yeah, that's here. true. There's dissension in the ranks. There, there you go. That means this. That means that this is artistic. It has heart. Yes. And it's going places. <laughs> that's uh, that's what that's uh, that's sign language. Canadian sign language. <laughs> no, the the the, the oh. fighting, the the contentiousness. Oh, I see. That means passion. Uh, you know. Matt got me, and that kind of hurts. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to come flying across the desk to oh my goodness. kick you in the face. So, so, so not even a table flip. You'll just do a mat flip? Oh, scissor kick across the desk. No. <laughs> he'll, he'll try to do like a, a scissor kick like they do in Jackass, and he'll like go flying past you. And well, d- dude, this, the, the, the table we're working on is pretty right. much jackass set material <laughs> that's, that's true <laughs> this is the kind of table that back row yard wrestlers yes. yeah. yearn for yes. <laughs> except this one wouldn't break just like in the failed videos and they would just go bouncing <laughs> off and <laughs> and then andy would just hear the story and be so upset that he missed it yes Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, he'd be like, "Oh, I missed it." Oh, no. oh. that's my living room Matt, wrestling. Matt, oh. that's my gig. Is it behind me? Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, red light, green light on this next one. Looks like it's uh, more of a reality kind of thing. Oh, I hate reality. The graphics are great, but the um, uh, the stuff is something. The well, plot is the plot is horrible. There's no spawn points, so that kind of sucks too. Nightmare on Elm Street franchise star Robert England has a new show coming to the Travel Channel. Green light. Uh, wait. What? Robert England. Travel Channel. <laughs> <laughs> and both I got points you there. made sense. <laughs> you almost see like a Robert England Ray getting neutralized by a Travel <laughs> Channel wall or something. 
uh, True Terror with Robert England. We'll see the actor become a host of several reenactments of horror myths from America's past. The first episode, for example, will showcase a story about a man unable to sleep because he has a vision that he'll die in six weeks. Oh, Quote, snap. Strangely enough, there are a lot of stories like that, the actor said. <laughs> I don't know if this was our producer steering the writers this way because of the baggage that I bring. I've certainly made a small fortune off of nightmares. But I think part of it is that back in the 19th century and early 20th century, dreams and prophecies were given a little more respect. And I think that's why they show up so much, unquote. Bitch. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. It was missing something. Yes. <laughs> As far as the tone of the series, England describes it as a dark docudrama Twilight Zone that will spook fans not only because of the content, but because of the legitimacy behind the storytelling. Quote, what I like about it is even though it's myths and legends, they were all reported in a newspaper. They have a certain journalistic reportage credit that I think differentiates it from the shows about UFOs or paranormal activity, England said. We have our share of ghost stories, but these are ghost stories that were reported in newspapers and periodicals. So even though perhaps we've outgrown some of these superstitions and we can explain some of these things better now in the 21st century, I still like the idea that these were stories that came from newspapers and I love the fact that they're part of our history. And then there are the ones that are obviously true, like people being buried alive during the yellow fever epidemic, unquote. So, True Terror with Robert England hits the Travel Channel on March 18th, just a couple weeks away. I got to red light this one. You're red lighting True Terror yeah. with Robert England. Yes. Me too. Red light. I, I like Robert England a lot, but yeah, <laughs> two, two dings on this one. It's on the Travel Channel. Oh, wow. That ray is strong. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, the, the subject matter just, uh, there's too many of those shows out there. Already, so but this is based really? on, on newspapers and I, periodicals. I get that, but at the same time, it's still paranormal stories. Being... I'm green lighting it precisely because it's like it's not full blown like the modern phenomenon of fake news, but it is like it's got an element of <clears throat> there is news that is there's no way that it's true that was treated as news back in the day and i think that that's something that actually that's kind of how i see it too yeah and that's why i think i'm kind of leaning toward it is that it's he's he's not saying that these were in paper so we know they're real his take on it is that we know they're not real we know what it is now but let's view it through the lens of how they saw it back then and we're actually reporting it as facts yeah and if the show keeps that aspect of it i'm pretty much down However, if it's just another no. like haunting or UFO case files, uh, not so much. Yeah, it's Travel Channel, so it's highly likely it's going to wind up being wow. One of those. Wow. Okay. Wow. But yeah, I I, I stand by my red light. Then we're split. Yeah, it'll be the slow burn ghost stories, and then realize I'll range down. Okay, bring in alien slash. Yep. All right, we're Something. split. Predator. So- so I guess we got yeah. go to go to lair. <laughs> guess we got to go to our vice presidents at the Shock Monkeys lair to, to solve this one. So we kick it down. Of course, it's a reality show, so it's cheap to make. So it's not like the money's a big risk, too. Still a red light. All right. <laughs> All right. Depends. How much does England co- re- command these days? Uh, not a lot. 
All well, right. You guys interview Sit him, down, so. England. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys didn't interview him, so you know, he's kind of <laughs> twice. No, even less. He's he's fantastic to listen to. Of all the interviews that we've done, yeah. even though we had the video interview and that's the one you saw, my favorite one that we were a part of was the audio interview where yeah. he sat down for an hour and pontificated on all sorts of shit. And that dude's a smart dude. Yeah, he, he really is, is. He is fascinating to listen to. Just his personal philosophies are interesting. Well, it's better yeah. than your Kane Hodder interview. It, right? was, it was amazing because pe- people would, would pose a question oh. to him and then... He would answer it and then elaborate on the reasons why he was answering the way he was, and that would lead into little side stories and stuff. It was, it was, it was amazing. It literally was. And I, I mean, I recorded the whole thing, but it was just one of those things that putting it up, you would have to put it up raw and unedited. And watching, I think, the video version of it would not have been as entertaining if you were as if for us, like when we were there listening to him talk. It's the best way I can put it. So I guess what it comes down to is how much editorial power does he have on the show? Probably not a whole hell of a Probably lot. Probably not a lot. But if he has a lot, then I'm down. But he doesn't. But I'm still green lighting anyway. Just oh, red, on pot- red, green, green. Just All on right. potential. Just on potential. Travel oh, channel. Right. There's no potential. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Top 10 theme parks of 2003. I don't think they even do that crap anymore. It's like, oh. That's why I did the 2003. Okay. <laughs> Storage Wars. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's TLC. Never mind. Just as bad. You know, the Learning Channel. It's it's not officially the Learning Channel anymore. Nope. It's Tender Loving Care of the Channel. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Awful. awful. All right. Let's see how you feel about this next one. Red light, green light, guys. Okay. The 1988 cult slash a flick Maniac Cop. <laughs> I'm listening. We uh, mentioned, didn't we mention this? We previewed it last ah, week. okay. That we were going to talk about it. <clears throat> Aha. Is being turned into a TV series for HBO. That's weird. Nicholas Wending Reffin, that's the writer-director of the Neon Demon, will serve as showrunner and co-direct the series along with John Hyams. Set in Los Angeles, the series is described as a wide range of characters on all sides of the law who are forced to contend with a mysterious, vengeful, possibly supernatural cop on a terrifying killing streak. Renfin has an affinity for low-budget grindhouse fare. He also co-authored The Act of Seeing with Alan Jones, a massive curation of poster art celebrating the best in sleazeball cinema. Maniac Cop is a property he and Hyams have talked about reimagining for several years. Quote, As we continued to work on the material, we found ourselves wanting to explore the world we were creating in greater depth, said Renfin. This show will be an unadulterated, action-packed horror odyssey. Given the current state of the world, though, Maniac Cop will also be a strong commentary on the decline of civilization, unquote. <laughs> in the original Maniac Cop, a policeman returns from the dead to enact revenge on all those who wronged him. He became an underground favorite and starred a young Bruce Campbell with a cameo by Sam Raimi and spawned two sequels. Uh, that would be Maniac Cop 2 in 1990 and Maniac Cop 3 Badge of Silence in 1992. The series will be a joint production between HBO, which will air the series in the U.S., and Canal Plus, which will air it in France. So, because the French like their maniac cop. 
So, gentlemen, Maniac Cop the series for HBO, red light, green light. Eh, green light, why not? Why not? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. give it a green, too. Uh, I mean, it was see. it was a fun B-movie back in the day, and, and when HBO's you, got a pretty decent track record with taking you know, properties and turning him into little and this event is, series. And this is a weird this is a weird take too, because now yeah. they're taking something that is definitely B movie and, you know, what, what what's it gonna be with the HBO treatment? Right. You know, it's sort of I mean Westworld I think well, titties everywhere you know <laughs> titties <laughs> everywhere. probably but, but westworld is 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 so well made second TV. yeah so um it it, it it's definitely intriguing yeah. if if only for that reason it's like what are they gonna do with this i i kind of um, like this just on the flip side idea of what if we made robocop but we did it from the point of view of everybody but robocop yeah and, yeah and that's kind of neat that you have this maniac stalking dead cop running around doing mm -hmm. vengeance right and the is from the point of view of the people that not only are the vengeance being enacted upon but those who are trying to figure it all out right and whatever other characters they decide to say yeah we want to know their point of view too and the 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 line who may be supernatural so it's like they're not making it clear right from the get-go sure which is cool i think too i really in fact the more we talk about i really hope they don't they don't go into the cops point of view all that much at all you know based on what i'm receiving here that's what it seems like yeah so, so and, yeah. and i'm also intrigued by the commentary on the decline of civilization <laughs> and knowing yeah. that his love for sleazeball mm -hmm. horror right. makes me wonder is he going to go in is he taking this from a realistic standpoint in the storytelling, or is he going to do more of a toxic Avenger fall of civilization kind of thing where right. everything's amped up to 10 and 12? Yeah. Yeah. It all sounds very interesting, so I'm definitely a, a green. Yeah. Either way, I'm greening. Le gendarme de Maniac. Yeah. Exactly. And plus, the French love it. And we know that French dollars are as good as American. <laughs> and hey, if worse comes to worse, it's, it's HBO. They only renew it season to season. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, if it's really? only one season and it tanks, we're, we're, we're not on the hook for a second season. Yeah, That's fine right. point. <laughs> That's right. All right. Unless, unless we go seven seasons and then the writers have to do a compressed eighth <laughs> season yeah. to bail out on their Star Trek deal. Right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Shit. <laughs> Sit down, Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right. Uh, red light, green light, Mark Miller. The man behind Kick-Ass, Kingsman, Wanted, and more has a working deal with Netflix to release and adapt future comic work. And now another property can be added. The Magic Order. Netflix's first comic from Miller and artist Oliver Copiel has gotten the green light and a live-action series order from Netflix. The Magic Order is about five magical families tasked with keeping the world safe, but whose safety is threatened by a dark force taking them out one at a time. Aquaman director and Conjuring mastermind James Wan will executive produce and direct the pilot episode. Lindsay Beer, the writer of the upcoming King Killer Chronicle and Silver Sable scripts, will also be an EP, as well as showrun and write the series. No casting information released, nor has any production timeline been announced. 
Jupiter's Legacy and American Jesus will be hitting the small screens, while Empress, Sharky the Bounty Hunter, and Huck are all still getting feature adaptations. So this is the first real show from Miller. Oh, I can hardly wait for Jupiter's Legacy. Me freaking too. <clears throat> so The Magic Order by Mark Miller. Hmm, Red James, light, green light. James Wan. Where have I heard that name before? I don't know. I've heard it once or twice. Okay. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll uh, sit down now. <laughs> green light. Green light. Why not? Yeah. Can you get a green from me too? Right, the whole magic order with the family is getting knocked out by something in anybody else's hands. This is Mark Miller. Mark Miller right. Right. can get <laughs> a little crazy. And you know the pitch meeting for this. It was Godfather meets Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, I think you. I think you nailed that one, Kay. And yeah. by that log line alone, I'm green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Right. I had a green lit it. He's like, he's like, wait, wait, wait. You had me at Godfather. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the and Harry Potter, the icing on the cake. I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. We'll make uh, billions. <laughs> Offerers can't refuse a kiss. <laughs> 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 All right, gentlemen, red light, green light. Lionsgate and Playground Entertainment have optioned the rights to develop Tamora Pierce's Tortal Universe 22-book series into a TV show. The Tortal Universe series, which explores such themes as feminism, LGBTQT, love, lust. Oh, my fucking God, here we go. I got one for you. It's in my diaper. <laughs> Who let the band babies into the board meeting? <laughs> you shut your fuck up. <laughs> I can't believe this. What's going on? This is you want to talk about the fall of this civilization? Is a, this is a closed meeting. This is for executives only. Fans are not allowed in here. Or, or, or anti-fans are not allowed in hey, here either. bring your kid to work day. We're here. <laughs> All right? So we're both here. You know what? That explains a lot. That explains a lot. <laughs> so the Tortel universe explores love, lust, coming of age, diversity, and class relations set in a kingdom within a medieval fantasy realm where only a few people possess magical powers. The kingdom of Tortal is surrounded by military dangers from its neighbors, so there's always a risk of conflict. Fortunately, Tortal has become home to assortments of heroes, many of them who happen to be young Goyles. Uh, description, this is the description of the first book. Fearless, bold, athletic, magical, young Alana of Treebond. Are you, why are you sleeping, Kay? Uh, what? No. No, no. no, I was thinking deeply about this. Right. I was visualizing. Young Alana of Treebond is all She's fearless things. and bold. And athletic and magical. Yeah. She's these things and more than anything else. She has always craved the adventure and daring allowed only to boys. So she and her twin brother. That's right. Tom switch places. <laughs> There's a reason. So Tom heads for the convent to become a sorcerer and Alana pretending to be a boy is off to the castle of King Roland to begin her journey to knighthood. Wait a minute. Shakespeare already wrote this. It does have some Shakespearean things to it <laughs> so uh tortal universe red light uh, the green light oh i'll say green light because you're gonna uh, get attacked by the <laughs> we, you, you know yeah really i want to be savaged on twitter that's why i'll say green light 
I because KB woke. Uh, you know, it, uh, well, uh, actually, the you know, uh, every time stuff like this comes along, and you hear you hear more women comment. I'm glad there's more stuff that that's out that I wish was out when I was a kid, and that I can you know my girls can watch and stuff. So it's like it doesn't have to. Um, it doesn't have to grab me for me to think that, you know, I think that there could be an audience for this. So give it a shot. Money, money, money. Where's it going, MTV or CW? Does it? not say. Does not have a home. Although Lionsgate, oxygen. Lionsgate and Playground are creating it, but there's doesn't have a home yet. Yeah, it's on oxygen. It's going to say, I think, oh, if I remember, Lionsgate has a has a contract it's with Epic. streaming service. It's either Epics or Stars, one of those two. Tiger's so Gate. it could wind up on one of those <laughs> networks. Um, no, you know, Lion Stream. <laughs> green, green light. I mean, there you go, you know, Jeff. Fucking green. Too. I mean, you, <laughs> those. The setting is obviously one in which projects are succeeding. I mean, we we just had Game of Thrones yeah. and Witcher. And I mean the the, the, well, the so premise that, that is fairly the, yeah. the premise is fairly it, there's a lot of fantasy books out there that, that it's a lot like this. There's I, a lot of worse fantasy books out there that have been successful. So yeah, I mean, if this is yeah. if this is a strong series based on what he's saying, twenty two books there is yeah, that exactly. So yeah. I mean, it's got potential. It's got it's got support. It's got IP. It's got depth. I'm kind of heading towards red light though. Oh, you oh, sexist, misogynist you. pig. We Wait till I tell Tara. Where to go, Torgo? You're one of us now. Here's your diaper. You put a diaper on. <laughs> I'm. Maybe the books are good. Uh, maybe now, they are. don't don't fuck this up. But just based on this, it feels like Tropey the Trope Show. All right, he stuck with it. Yay! <laughs> I feel so dirty. <laughs> 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 but wouldn't this mean more work for the bard though i don't see anybody writing music for this thing <laughs> toss a koi to your <laughs> feminist pampers studio says you're red <laughs> oh pampers a plenty <laughs> <laughs> uh so matt what was yours uh green all right yeah, so yeah green that's right. Through and through. Green, you pig. That's all right. When it fails, I'll tell you. It's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm, right. Like, I see, like, Shinaran Chronicles or something. That's what I'm envisioning with this. I'm not envisioning that with that project. Seeker, the, the Seeker. Oh, you'd kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, red light. <laughs> I've, to this day, never seen him so upset about a TV series. Sit down, Bob Tappert. <laughs> Just he's so angry, like in a rage about that show. <laughs> a real red light. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we got this next one here. Fox has a drama series pilot about a present-day substitute teacher who embarks on a complete movie reenactment of The Goonies. Quote, after failing to make it in New York and carrying a heavy secret with her, Stella Cooper returns to her distressed automotive hometown to substitute Teach. Teach is the log line. 
She finds inspiration, hope, and ultimately salvation when she agrees to help three students who are pursuing their filmmaking dreams by putting on an impossibly ambitious shot-for-shot remake of one of their favorite movies, The Goonies. As the potential first season unfolds, their passion will inspire a town in desperate need of hope in this love letter to power of cinema, storytelling, and dreams. Sarah Watson from The Bold Type and Parenthood will reportedly write the series, with Greg Matola from Adventureland and Superbad serving as co-executive producer and director of the pilot episode. <clears throat> so I don't really have a name for this, so I'm just going to call it The Other Goonies. Red light, green light for the other goons. Red. Just, uh, that, well, red. Just sounds awful. I, I don't want to see a remake of the Goonies. Red. But it sounds like it's... Shut up, red. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a remake of the Goonies. It's, it's a teacher and students it's make, the, doing their own dude, version of the Goonies. Dude, la, it's Footloose, but instead of dancing, it's the Goonies. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's 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 be kind rewind. It's it's that movie, but they're instead of focusing on multiple movies that they're 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 making their own versions of, they're just focusing on one movie. But more so, heartwarming. I I I don't know. I think it's got potential. I mean I I really like Be Kind Rewind and this is what it's it sounds like to me. It's that sounds like that kind of thing. So I'm I'm a green light on this. My personal thoughts Aside, Goonies has got tremendous nostalgia uh, impact IP. It's, you know, give it a shot. Not to mention, you know, since it's their favorite movie, and I'm sure that in between the quote-unquote shooting of the scenes, you'll probably get reasons from the characters why that movie is their favorite movie and how it touched them and, you know, how it, what what it means to them to do this this thing. So, I mean, I think there's... I think there's like you said there's a there's a heart probably buried somewhere in the in the yeah the through line and, and you know, they'll dig it up when they remake Indiana Jones and I <laughs> I, I really like Kevin I Bacon told you, red. so and you get yeah, full red red yes so, and two greens yeah um, oh mm. I know it's 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 a tough one for it, you this is a balancing act uh, because if I watched it I'd just be watching it for the little clips of Goonie remakes. And at the end of it, I expect there to be a full movie of the Goonies reenacted foot shot for shot. And when that happens, how are they going to show us that? Or is that something that you can only get on the DVD as a special feature? If featuring the actual shot for shot Goonies if you buy it on the DVD or download special price on digital download. A la like Super 8 where they play the film during the credits. Yeah. That they made during the... Okay. So... It's ew. Is is it something I'm really want to see? Is the uh, the heartwarming small town get together to make this Goonies remake? As much as I love the Goonies, is that the story I want to watch, or do I just want to watch clips of people making the Goonies? That's what I'm wrestling with here. And do I think the American public want to see small town heart stories with clips of making the Goonies? Does it have that much nostalgia potential? I'm really, really wrestling with this one. Because I do want to watch another version of the Goonies shot for shot made amateur style. Sure, I do want to see that. I saw the Indiana Jones one. It was charming. 
green light because I want that. There you go. There <laughs> that's, you that's, go. And if I have to sit through a bunch of schmaltz for five seasons to get it, <laughs> I'm willing to do it, and I'm willing to put studio money behind it. I'm telling you, man. Footloose. <laughs> yes. But instead of dancing, it's the Goonies. <laughs> Goonloose. 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 But you're Goonloose. Write to us. Comments oh, at uglycouchshow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Samboni Matt. We'll talk to you next week. And geek. I'm glad you're holding on to that. That's right. It's, uh, it's an listen earned to next name. Week. Listen to last week's episode. All right. Okay. I will. Yeah, listen, Jeff. Yeah, right, like right now. Yeah. At the okay. end, end of right this now. show, I don't hear it starting. Yes, yeah. download it. Go ahead. On, right now, Jeff. On your, start, favorite, put on your favorite podcast nope. providers. The rest either. of the show is just listening to Jeff listen to the show. There you go. Nobody with, wants to listen to With that. commentary. Yes. Jeff's running commentary That's on What if it's shot. an amateur shot of someone reenacting you listening to the podcast? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> shot for shot. Hmm. And then Kevin Bacon... Comes, Ooh, I, I would, in the background. Yeah, like, sliding I, I, down I, I, some like in, 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 a, right in a cave. Duncan comes sliding the, down. The, the role of 80s Jeff would be played by Kevin Bacon. Green light. <clears throat> Sit down, Kenny Loggins. Oh, there you it's go. It's Nicholas Cage. Come on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Actually, he's kind of cool. So. Yeah. He's, especially now. Yeah. 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 He's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> Are you waiting for that to end? I, I thought he was going to push the buttons. I was like, okay. <laughs> see what happens? If you try to make it happen, it won't yeah, happen. Yeah. See, that's Andy's problem. Yeah. And we'll Forcing things. Yeah. Oh, he's right. doing the force on the button. He's doing the wow. hand gestures. Wow. Well, just wait till he goes full Nick Cage and he just like... Oh, the like, bee! Did anybody see... Uh, like the Las the, Vegas the, Nick Cage or what? The... the, the, the what, what's the latest thing he did? Or... Didn't uh, didn't uh, Jake that see it? Netflix series? I think it's a Netflix the, series, the, right? I don't know. It's um, come on, quick, quick, Jeff. Is, quick. This, is this the one that we announced that he's a janitor at a theme park fighting against dark ride animatronics that come to life? Ooh, because that's, that's coming. That's, that's coming. But uh, there was something else because uh, Jake. Uh, Oh, it's a color out of space. Color out of space. Yeah, color or or Zandy calls it Colorado space. Colorado space. <laughs> Colorado space. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Colorado, Colorado space. space. That's right. Uh, I um, still really want to see that, and yeah. it's, it's got to be coming to like digital downloads soon. Yeah, at some point. I hope because I want to see that. Right. I mean, he's you know. I want to see Lovecraft done well. Sure. Color out of green space. Light. I want to see Nick Cage and Lovecraft. Jeff, I want a shot-for-shot shot remake of Colorado Space. There you go. Colorado Space. I don't know that one. It, you know, Colorado Space. It's it's actually a space opera version of Indiana Jones. Colorado Space. Oh. We named the Flurmberg Colorado. <laughs> <laughs>